the nine to five life sucks. And I realized that I didn't want to do this for the next 40 years of my life. I was not paid very well as a scientist and I was living paycheck to paycheck. In 2020, I managed to double my art sales. I found my first ideal collector that year. This collector has paid me thousands of dollars for my artwork, and this allowed me to reinvest back into my business through advertising so that I could find more collectors like him. Hey, I'm Precious, and I've been a freelance painter for the last six years. I've always wanted to go all in on my art and build a profitable business and full-time income doing what I love. My goal in the next few years is to grow my business from freelance to full-time. Through this podcast, I'll take you along on my journey as I transition from freelance work to earning a full-time sustainable income. Follow me as I talk entrepreneurship, successes and struggles, and the strategies I'm using to build a business and a life I love. I can't wait to take you on this journey with me. Let's begin. Hey there, Artpreneur, it's Precious here, and I wanted to share my journey and my story so far because I want you to know a little bit more about me. And I think having context of my life and how I've grown my art business to where it's at now will help you understand why I want so badly to turn my business full-time. I'll share how I started my very first creative business when I was 18, how I balanced that business with being a full-time student chasing two science degrees, how I got into art in the first place, how I've been balancing my art business with my current full-time job in the sciences, and how all of these experiences have led me to where I am today, turning my business from freelance to full-time. So let's go back all the way to 2011 when I was 18. I was very crafty in my teens and I was sewing and knitting hair accessories for myself and for others. I decided that I wanted to open an Etsy store to sell my handmade goods. So I signed up for an Etsy account, uploaded my accessories, hit publish, and waited for my first sales to roll in. But that sale never came, and it was up to me to figure out why. You see, I have no entrepreneurs in my family. No one around me in my life owned their own business. And I was pretty much left on my own at 18 to figure out how this whole online business thing worked. I started reading articles about branding and marketing and advertising, realizing that my work would not sell itself. That I had to do a lot of work to get traffic to my store and to convert that traffic into paying customers. After a few months of studying business and quite literally hustling, I got my first few Etsy sales. That first sale felt so amazing. Someone who wasn't related to me actually wanted to spend money on my accessories, and that felt good. From that first sale, I got bitten by the entrepreneurial bug. I became addicted to the idea of creating new accessories and getting new customers. I treated my customers like gold, and the five-star reviews started rolling in along with my sales. All of this was happening while I was just a freshman in university. I didn't study business in school, though. I actually was a science major, first starting out as a chemical engineer. Then, after I discovered that engineering is not for me, I switched majors several times until I settled on being a food science major in my junior year. But let me go back a little to why I studied science and not business. My parents are very traditional. They're both college-educated, and they both have master's degrees in traditional fields and they expected me to do the same. They're Nigerian immigrants, and they believed that having an advanced degree in a traditional field would set me up for a great paying job and a life of success. That's how they were brought up, and that's how I was brought up. But the traditional track I was on in the sciences couldn't be more unfulfilling. I was miserable in school. I had no passion for the things I was studying, and I had no motivation to continue. Here I was in my late teens and early 20s, with this booming side business on Etsy, 
stuck in a major I didn't love. My parents' idea of success was not the vision I had for my life. I was pretty young at the time, though, so I didn't quite know what I wanted for my life. But what I did know is that having an Etsy business lit me up, and the thought of having a future in the sciences gave me a pit in my stomach. I knew that if I wanted to experience joy throughout my life, that I would need to create a business that helps support my life. But I knew it would be difficult and that it was much easier said than done. When I put more effort into my Etsy business, my grades started to slip. And that scared me because I didn't want to disappoint my parents. You see, they were of the mindset that creative businesses didn't make good money. They didn't have the vision that I had for my business. But I also didn't want my passion to ruin my relationship with them. So from the time I settled on my major to the time I graduated with my master's degree, I started practicing time management and I grew my Etsy business while maintaining a 3.5 GPA and above. The one thing that helped keep me afloat through all of this was drawing. I started creating self-portraits while in school, then eventually I started drawing my favorite singers, then I finally started painting. I also took two art classes while I was still in university. I graduated with my master's and I transitioned from creating handmade accessories to painting portraits. Two big shifts happened to me during this time. I got my first job out of school and I created my own store and website. I moved away from my old life in Massachusetts to my new life in Virginia. I stayed at that job for two years and continued to grow my art business. At first, I was pretty excited about that job. But after being there for a few months, I realized that I was in a toxic work environment and that it was taking a toll on me. I started dreading the idea of going to work. And I couldn't wait to drive back home and recharge with the five hours or so that I had to myself just to do it all again the next day. The 9 to 5 life sucks. And I realized that I didn't want to do this for the next 40 years of my life. So in 2019, I went into full hustle mode. I woke up at 6 to get to work at 7. Luckily, I had a short commute. I worked until 4.30, and then I hurried back home so that I could work on my business. First, I closed my Etsy store and opened my own branded website to drive my own traffic and sales. That was a pretty scary transition because I was getting a good amount of traffic from Etsy. But I started to notice that people who were buying my work on Etsy weren't really interested in me or my brand. They just needed somebody to create a painting for them. Once I understood the importance of branding and attracting my ideal customer, I knew I needed to have my own website and my own branding, and that I needed to attract my ideal collector to my website. I wanted to attract people who wanted my work for me. I wanted to have super fans of my work, and I knew Etsy was not the right avenue for that. I also knew that switching from getting traffic from Etsy to driving traffic on my own through my social media and to my website would greatly decrease the volume of traffic and sales I was getting. But I knew in the long run it would pay off to have fewer clients who are willing to pay more for my artwork. And now that I'm in 2021, I can say that this has worked beautifully for me so far. This was a pretty scary move in 2019 though. So I did all of that while dealing with toxic coworkers and financial stress. I was not paid very well as a scientist and I was living paycheck to paycheck. Couple that with a pretty significant decrease in my sales from switching my storefront and you can imagine how stressed and on edge I was during that time. In 2020, the year of the pandemic, I managed to double my art sales. I found my first ideal collector that year. He inquired about one of my original paintings, he bought it, and our relationship continued from there up to the present day. This collector has paid me thousands of dollars for my artwork, and this allowed me to reinvest back into my business through advertising so that I could find more collectors like him. And it also helped me pad my savings account, which wasn't growing much back then because again, I was living paycheck to paycheck. Also that year, I found a new, higher-paying job in my state of birth, Massachusetts. So I moved back home at the end of 2020 to start this new position. 
This new job also required an hour-long commute both ways. This meant two hours less to work on my business when I got home, but I knew I could try to manage this the best I could through the time management I was already practicing. And by the way, I talk more about time management in episode two. So friends, this is where I'm at today. I wake up between 5 and 5.30 to get ready for work. I commute for an hour while listening to my favorite business podcasts. I arrive at work at 6.30, spend every bit of downtime working on my business from my laptop, whether that's planning out emails for the month or creating Facebook ads to attract new customers. Drive back home for another hour commute. Arrive at home between 6 and 6.30. I work out. I shower. I eat dinner. And by then, it's almost 8.30. I spend the last hour of my day working on my business until 9.30 when I start getting ready for the next day to do it all over again. My weekends are filled up with tasks that I need to do in order to keep my business growing. What little time I can manage on Sunday, I try to spend doing self-care. Can you relate in any way? Are you stuck at a 9-to-5 job that you hate? I dream of a life where I can wake up closer to 8 in the morning and have full control over my daily schedule. I'm building this life for myself and I'm really excited to share my journey with you so that you can do the same. I have to accept that I'm not happy with my current life in order to take action and do something about it. I also think that the beauty of this podcast is that I'm not there yet. This is a journey, like a diary in a way. Lots of business podcasts are hosted by amazing people who have already grown their businesses full-time. But this creates a degree of separation between them and their listeners who aren't there yet. These podcasters are certainly aspirational, but I can't always relate to them. I'm still in the trenches, trying to figure things out, which I think makes my journey a lot more relatable to you than if I had started my podcast after I had already made it. But in many ways, I have figured things out, like branding and attracting high-paying clients, and creating systems in my business that allow me to balance it so well with my demanding full-time job. I hope that sharing where I started and where I've been has helped you feel more connected to me and my journey. If you too are unhappy with your life and you dream of creating a business that helps support a life you love, then I can't wait to share what I'm doing to work toward a happier and more fulfilled life as a full-time artist so that you can reach that goal too. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Freelance to Full-Time Artist podcast. If you found this episode helpful, take a screenshot and share it on social media and be sure to tag me so I can see it and give you a shout out. And be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any episodes. Also, please leave a review if you found these tips valuable in your journey. It means the world and it helps me reach other freelancers with big dreams just like you and me. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Until next time, artists, take care.